Alhamdulillah, uh, my engineer signaled to me that we have our Honorable Sheikh online. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, Malana Musa? I'm wonderful, Sheikh, and I missed uh, the program with you, uh, 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 you know, all these Laylatul Jumu'ahs, and I thought about you every weekend, every Laylatul Jumu'ah when I was in India. I hope you remembered us and all of the listeners and your du'as on that trip. And I think everybody here has also missed you. And, you know, when you're not around, we also get a bit irregular. So, alhamdulillah, now that you're back, uh, we will all be uh, coming and listening online, inshallah. So, tell we want, first of all, I want to interview you a little bit tonight <laughs> before we go to me. And tell me a little bit about your trip to India and what you witnessed in our Sheikh's visit there, what you heard from the people and from the ulama after the Sheikh's visit. Sheikh Kamaluddin Saab and our listeners of Channel Islam, it was a, a historical trip for our Sheikh because I have never seen in my life audiences in so vast numbers uh, attend any gathering purely out of the sake of the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, I was indeed unfortunate because, uh, you know, the, the, the time when I applied for my visa, there were two uh, public holidays in India, so I couldn't get the visa immediately. I was a little bit delayed, so I missed part of the trip in northern India with our Honorable Sheikh went down to Dioban. But I heard this from himself that he had uh, had a wonderful trip in Dioban. And, uh, you know, when they aptly describe him as Mahboobul Ulama, Mahboobul Sulaha, uh, it fitted the description so well that he was the one that is the beloved of all the Ulama and the beloved of the Sulaha and the pious people. So people in their droves actually came and see our Honorable Sheikh. My personal witness, uh, Sheikh Kamaluddin Saab, was when I went down from Bombay to Chennai. And Chennai is on the east coast of India. Uh, there's a place uh, not very far from Chennai, which is known as Melvisharam, and uh, that's the leather capital in the south of India. And Hazriji had uh, uh, this area is no, it's in the state of Tamil Nadu, and Hazriji had a program there. I haven't seen, you know, for anybody such a great police presence, you know, escorting Hazriji to the stage and controlling the crowds, because you can imagine a crowd of 200,000 and each one wants to make mulakat with Hazrajis, impossible. So, uh, as long as they could just set their eyes on Hazraji, and in Melvisharam was my first opportunity of seeing this huge gathering. And what was absolutely stunning is that the gathering too, more than 90% of the people were all dressed in white. So, from the point where we were sitting, you know, the gathering was so nurani, and we, they took, you know, just for, uh, for, for a lecture for one night. So much care, so much love was put into it that they had elevated the stage so that the people from a distance could actually set their eyes on our Honorable Hazraji. And then on that they had another chair that was also elevated and draped in white. And then comes Hazraji with all this aura around him and this nur emanating from him. And people, you know overwhelmed just at the sight of Hazraji. And you find that the audience from the front just actually starts standing up you know, and just trying to look at Hazraji. And the feeling is something that you cannot describe. You just got to feel it when you are there. And uh, Hazraji, uh, you know, had taken the 
crowd, you know, they say by storm, you, can, you, you can't find words to describe it. The amount of love these people have for Hazrajif, the distances where they travel from just to come and listen to his talks, it was absolutely amazing. And uh, here in Malvisharam, you know, Hazrajif spoke uh, uh, in a ladies' bayan as well, in a men's bayan as well, but he spoke about Hukukul Ibad. I was fortunate that on the trip in southern India, Hazrajif had covered up most of the important aspects that uh, Sheikh also speaks about on this particular program. And one of them was Hukukul Ibad. And uh, there he spoke about the five reigns. And he has spoken about Ghaflat. Uh, inshallah, Sheikh can uh, elaborate on that in one of the programs. Then he spoke about uh, Ghurur and Pride. He spoke about Ghil and Hatred. He spoke about uh, uh, Ghussa. And uh, there was uh, 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 there was another reign of so I can't remember at this point here. But as he spoke about all these things, and then in 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 Bangalore, there was a stadium that is no, a grounds that is known as a palace grounds, and this palace grounds is many many acres, and as far as the eyes could see, people were standing, and they had a barricade, a fence built between the stage and the audience, and year two, Hazrati had delivered a talk. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, the talks were based on the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and on Ittiba'i Sunnah. The talk on Ittiba'i Sunnah, Sheikh Kamaluddin Sahib, was delivered to the ulama. And I was told that approximately 6,000 ulama from nearby areas had come specially for that bayan on that Laylatul Jumu'ah to listen to, to, to Hazrat's talk. And as we were waiting for Hazrat's arrival, uh, it started raining. So, as the Sheikh Sajjad Nomani, Damat Barakatuhum, told the people to supplicate that the clouds move away and we can have a clear night and the tears in his eyes. And then he said they were deciding to move the program over to the Jama Masjid, but the Jama Masjid would not be able to cater for the crowd. So then Sheikh Sajjad Nomani said, Let Hazrati at least just come here and see. You know, the love and eagerness with which these people are sitting in the rain and waiting for his appearance. And Hazraji came in so cool and calm, took his position on the stage. About three people got onto the stage with umbrellas. A little later, somebody brought a huge umbrella. And Hazraji, for over one and a half hours, he didn't even cut back on that talk, uh, thinking that it's raining and people were drenching wet. And we were honored to be able to listen to a, a talk on Ittiba'i Sunnah and the love of Rasulullah for more than one and a half hours. And Hazraji did as if it was a completely normal bayan under normal circumstances. The guys who were busy with the computer equipment and, uh, you know, the transmitting the program were underneath a blue sheet, uh, you know, that was spread out. And they were actually, uh, they covered the electricals with this year. But the talk carried on, absolutely normal, and Hazraji, you know, giving off that love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the people were so eager to meet Hazraji. But why, and Hazraji had uh, Mulana Habibullah Sahib, who is the principal of our madrasa in, in, in Mahad, in a way, he had made the final dua after the muraqaba, and in that period Hazraji had left. But the eagerness and the love with which these people actually listen to Hazraji, Allahu Akbar, I have yet to see something like that. In such large numbers, uh, one alim was mentioning to me that it was Hazrat Khaja Mu'inun Chishti Rahmatullah 
who had brought people towards Islam and the people who had become bad at his hands in such huge numbers. Then as a sham, um, um, and then a third person is like, you know, people make bad 100, 200, 300 people or maybe a thousand people, but in the thousands, numbering well over a hundred, our Honorable Sheikh had this opportunity. Now it's good that you asked me, Sheikh Kamaluddin, about this because we in South Africa here need to appreciate these great personalities. When we have the opportunity of sitting with them and actually taking their hands, because in India they would actually give anything just to be able to hold Hazrat's hand. And we are so fortunate that we have this opportunity. So to our audience here in South Africa, if ever we hear again that this honorable personality, a lover of Allah, who brings the people to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is around, then we must leave everything and attend this program. Uh, another thing, Sheikh, there was a ladies program in Bangalore. And uh, the business class people have mentioned in that program that over there was a, a presence of over 75,000 ladies. Now, can you imagine 75,000 ladies for a program? My wife also attended the program, and they were sitting in the shade of some trees, they say, while Hazrati was delivering the program. Uh, m- more than 15,000 uh, abayas were sold on the day when, uh, you know, just to, uh, for, for Hazrati's lecture that Hazrati was going to, 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 to deliver in Bangalore to the ladies. So when lovers of Allah speak, then those who have a little bit of love for Allah also resort to that garb which is Islamic and they come and listen to the, our honorable Sheikh. And another thing there, uh, uh, Sheikh Kamaluddin Saab, uh, was that, uh, uh, you know, there were people who were in the film industry as well among the ladies who had come to listen to Hazrat's Bayan. So Hazrat's Bayan has moved the hearts of people in India. The three weeks that Hazrat was there was insufficient. In fact, if Hazrat spends an entire year there, it won't be enough. And I can say without hesitating that Hazrat will draw those huge numbers in every bayan of his. This is clearly a sign of great acceptance by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I must say that we indeed are most fortunate to be associated with such a great personality. I will miss you there, Sheikh Kamaluddin Saab. <laughs> tried very hard actually to go to India, yeah. but uh, they were refused. They were not granted a visa in Pakistan or in America. Alhamdulillah, yeah. uh, I, I think it was a very uh, historical trip, and these mm. moments and these days are very few mm. and far in between mm. and increasingly limited in this world. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, you that Alim who made that statement to you that it was reminding him of the stories that he had heard where in that early historical period Allah SWT would send his awliya mm-hmm. into the oceans of Kufr mm-hmm. and they would be able to bring people out of Kuf, Kufr mm-hmm. and Shirk mm-hmm. into the Nur of Iman mm-hmm. just like that mm-hmm. and how's it sounds trip I think mm-hmm. yeah, Allah sent his wali of this time mm-hmm. into the oceans of Ghaflat, like mm-hmm. the first thing that you mentioned of the mm-hmm. six of Ayin's Ghaflat, mm-hmm. and that the only Allah are able to bring tens of thousands. And I, you know, also had heard from other people who had uh, given stories about the India trip, and I also several people emailed me newspaper articles. Mm-hmm. Sheikh? <laughs> yes. Sheikh, we've got a distortion on this particular line. Can we call you back on the other line? Oh, sure. I yes, really sir. appreciate it. You can just keep the other line on standby. We'll call you back on the other line. Well, that was uh, Sheikh Kamaluddin also just giving us his view on the trip to India of our Honorable Sheikh. 
and uh, the newspaper articles uh, that were emailed to him in which uh, you know mention was made about these uh, talks that Hazriji had given and his visit to India. So, Alhamdulillah, in a nutshell, you know, where the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala go, then those who have a little bit of love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are actually drawn, like how moths are drawn to the lamp and the light. Uh, these people are actually drawn uh, to these great personalities. Uh, we have our Sheikh back online. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Sheikh. Sheikh, we just left off where you were telling us that, uh, you know, we had a distortion on the line uh, where these great personalities in the past came down to these places of kufr. And then you were speaking about the part of ghaflat. If you may just continue from there. So I was saying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it seems that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent on this time of his awliya to bring that same nisbat. Mm-hmm. You know, this really, it, it's a wonderful example that Alan gave you because I think, you know, it's really the best way that we can understand what the nisbat of the awliyaullah is. Mm-hmm. That it's something that can bring people out from the darkness of kufr mm-hmm. into the nur of iman. And that's why today mm-hmm. it's also being used to bring the mu'mineen out of the darkness of their ghaflat mm-hmm. into the nur of iman and zikr. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I, I, you know, I think we would all have loved to have been there and we can just imagine. As you're mentioning, so many women also mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to meet Hazrat Salabar Sheikh right before he left India mm-hmm. from Lahore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went back to Karachi. And then I was also there mm-hmm. uh, at the airport when he came back. Mm-hmm. And both when he, came, when he came back, I had the opportunity to sit with him on the very first mm-hmm. uh, night that he was back. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was sharing with us mm-hmm. his own perspective mm-hmm. of his trip. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the things Hazrat Sam was saying was that he was very humbled mm-hmm. and very touched mm-hmm. and very impressed by the sincerity, mm-hmm. the ikhlas, mm-hmm. and the talab, mm-hmm. and the genuine yearning and craving for Allah SWT that he found in the people of India. And Hazrat Sam, I remember he was just shaking his head and just saying that they were unbelievable. And you know, for several years now on Hazrat Sam's website, www.tasawaf.org, mm-hmm. The greatest number of hits and the greatest number of messages by far mm-hmm. have been from India. Mm-hmm. I think even if one was to gather up and count all the other countries together, mm-hmm. even then one would find mm-hmm. that the ones from India mm-hmm. are even more. Mm-hmm. I think Hazrat Santa Books also, mm-hmm. prior to him going there, mm-hmm. had sold literally mm-hmm. in the hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. and they were also printed mm-hmm. by the Maktaba, the publishing house in Durban. Mm-hmm. I myself saw a copy with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Somebody had brought ones to Zambia. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, the, you know, I think one thing that we can learn from those people mm-hmm. is just like you mentioned, their qadr, mm-hmm. but also their talaq and mm-hmm. their ikhlaq, mm-hmm. how much they valued and benefited and traveled. Mm-hmm. I know that in the ijtima that was held, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the name of that city, mm-hmm. uh, something different name, mm-hmm. Neral, I think, Neral or Neral, near, near, yeah, near Mumbai, That's right. the Hanukkah where mm-hmm. it was mentioned that they commissioned, you know, I don't remember how many trains, 19 especially trains. the shortage, 19 trains. Yes. And I think there were a few thousand buses. Yes in the parking lot mm-hmm. and I think 10,000 or 20,000 cars yes. in the parking lot and then so many other people who you know came by bus and regular bus and train public transport and then obviously those buses and trains left mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I think uh, you know it's an, uh, um, it's an amazing thing 
that people have so much uh, yearning for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I always feel that it's such a big benefit to many of us who are trying to follow. And Hazrat Sahib was aware of that, by the way, when that night he came back. Mm-hmm. I was telling him how so many people listened mm-hmm. online. And I actually, my own feeling was that more people listened online mm-hmm. to the Indian program mm-hmm. than people even listened to uh, the Zambia Tikaf program or even the Arafat mm-hmm. or even the Junk Zama. Mm-hmm. And that was apparently what the... As I was saying, that the person who sees the statistics had also confirmed the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so much so that Hazrat himself said mm-hmm. that he actually, he felt that he could feel mm-hmm. uh, aware mm-hmm. of the, the presence of so many people mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sort of felt that the people are following him online. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, I think, underestimate this. And that is the, you know, nisbah, that mm-hmm. if you have nisbah someone, mm-hmm. that if in that same, and what I'm about to say here is a bit of a theoretical concept in the solo, uh-huh. that if you have nisbah with someone, mm-hmm. then if in the same time, if, if the hub is the man, if in the same time, mm-hmm. the same second, mm-hmm. they're doing something uh-huh. which is pious, just for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the sake of being, then if your heart is attached to the heart at that same moment, then your heart will also get something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's another reason why the Rafflet in general is something that, you know, being Rafflet means to be unaware, mindless, heedless, careless of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In general, it's something that is devastating. But there's another type of Rafflet I'm talking about here, and that is, Rafflat about one mitzvah, uh-huh. that if somebody has a thought look, has a relationship uh-huh. with a wali, with a sheikh, with a sadh, then they should keep that mitzvah alive. Yeah. And sometimes, and you know, this is a very delicate point, and if this is misunderstood, if this point that I'm saying is misunderstood or exaggerated uh-huh. beyond reason, then, you know, it could, people can misunderstand this, but what I'm saying is that uh, you know, for example, I'll maybe to make it clear, let me just use my own example. Uh-huh. So if I know that my share is at, let's say, 8 p.m. giving a talk in India, uh-huh. so, and at that time at 8 p.m., 8.15 p.m., uh-huh. I was to engage in some type of rational activity, uh-huh. or even worse, I was to do some sin, uh-huh. so that means I would be wasting that misbah. Uh-huh. However, if I thought in my heart, Unless even if I didn't have the ability to listen online, mm-hmm. but I knew that the ship was there and I was thinking about that and my heart was meant to be in the gathering mm-hmm. for the reason that I could also hear the words mm-hmm. would bring me closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So sometimes just that thinking, just that memory, just that feeling, mm-hmm. just that nisbah, mm-hmm. that's what nisbah is, it's the relation, it's the connection, mm-hmm. it's an affinity, mm-hmm. it's an attachment. Yeah. That can sometimes connect the person to Allah subhanahu wa And so I think that Hazrat Sahib really felt mm-hmm. uh, that many, many people all over the world mm-hmm. were listening online mm-hmm. and in a sense plugging in their connection mm-hmm. to Him mm-hmm. via their online listening. Subhanallah. Shaykh, we have a question here. You just have spoken about this year. If you can just elaborate on it. We have a question here by one of our listeners. Assalamu alaikum, respected Sheikh. What is meant by to be connected to your Sheikh's heart? But now again, I mean, like I said, this is not the most important teaching of the Deen of Islam. Mm-hmm. So just one 
additional feature of the Torah. But, and let me sort of explain, because many times people misunderstand this aspect of the Torah. Mm-hmm. Allah also designed the entire deen of Islam for humanity. Mm-hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designed all of humanity for the deen of Islam. Mm-hmm. Second, mm-hmm. the Sawaf is part of the deen of Islam. It's nothing other than, above than, separate than the deen. Mm-hmm. Third, mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a human being an emotional being. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Just like you have the physical aspect, mm-hmm. you have the intellectual aspect, mm-hmm. you have the spiritual aspect, mm-hmm. you also have the emotional aspect. Mm-hmm. And he has made the deen of Islam in such a way that if a person follows every single teaching of deen of Islam, then all of their emotions become their spirituality. All of their emotions and feelings actually become their spirituality. And one aspect is that Allah Ta'ala has also designed the deen of Islam in such a way that it uses the person's emotions, human emotions, mm-hmm. to bring that person close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. And one of those human emotions are the feelings we have for other human beings. Mm-hmm. And the most strong feeling that we have for another human being is love for that other human being. Mm-hmm. And this is why Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to see this in the du'a. Allahumma inni as'alaka humbaka wa humba man yuhibbuk. So Allah, I ask that you increase me in my love for you. And my love for those humans who love you. Mm-hmm. The loving people who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is called nisbah. Mm-hmm. Now why? Because even what the Muslim Kedashina see, many times people who have unfo- either consciously or unconsciously or subconsciously been affected by a very sort of sterile, selfie mindset, mm-hmm. they think, that, no, you only need love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. Well, that type of thinking is telaf is sunnah. Because Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu taught us in du'a, mm-hmm. and he himself was making du'a, mm-hmm. that he himself wanted love for Allah subhanahu and he wanted and taught us all to want. Mm-hmm. So it is sunnah, i.e. sharia, i.e. deen, that mm-hmm. loving Allah subhanahu alone is not in the entire deen. Deen is complete only when sunnah is complete. Mm-hmm. Deen is complete when a person loves Allah subhanahu and love the lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that act of loving the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that act of loving that lover means that you are having this with your shirt. Okay. So, and that love for that lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an emotion. Mm-hmm. And in order to make that emotion increase the strength of our spirituality, mm-hmm. sometimes we need that that emotion should be strong. And the stronger that emotion is, mm-hmm. in other words, the stronger the feeling of love we have mm-hmm. for that lover for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the stronger it will have a spiritual effect on our heart. Mm-hmm. And so one of the aspects of human love mm-hmm. is a attachment of the heart, which does that mean that the heart is remembering the shaykh. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, you know, what it's in English, to live vicariously. Mm-hmm. About the examples we were just giving, that when the shaykh is in India, to listen live, those people who maybe you missed the live talk to listen to it now, mm-hmm. to feel as if you're in the gathering, even if you're not in the live talk, to at least be aware that the talk is going on at this moment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And another way that it begins to attach the heart mm-hmm. to the sheikh, that the second way is not emotional, mm-hmm. the second way is actually purely spiritual, mm-hmm. and what that means is to make a niyyah an intention mm-hmm. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever 
your hidayah, fuzzle, karam, what it means that whatever of your spiritual graces and beneficence that you are sending on to the spiritual heart, the calm of my sheikh, I ask that you send the same spiritual graces mm-hmm. onto my heart, my soul, mm-hmm. my spiritual heart, mm-hmm. due to my connection with my sheikh's heart. What does that mean? Allah says in Quran, "Man yu'min billahi yahdi qalbahu." That person who has iman in Allah Taala, Allah Taala sends hidayah on that person's soul. So because our Messiah has a stronger, deeper, truer iman than us, Allah Taala obviously sends in a stronger, deeper, more powerful, more robust hidayah onto the spiritual heart. And the ta'bir is a way that that hidayah can be explained and described can be tajalli, can be fast, can be different words on what up, what about, etc. Now what we're saying is that okay, so we don't have that level of heart ourselves to get that hidayah directly. But what we can do is if we make niyat and we have attached our heart to the heart of our sheikh, and the reason we did that was to get the hidayah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that our sheikh is getting. So we ask uh, that's what it, that's what it means to make spiritual rabita mm. with the heart of the sheikh. Mm. So it doesn't mean to imagine the sheikh's face mm. or physical form. It's a completely non-physical, mm. as well also a completely non-emotional thing. Mm-hmm. It's a spiritual mm-hmm. connection. Yeah. Subhanallah. Now, sheikh, uh, as as far as this uh, connecting with the sheikh is concerned with our hearts, we have a question here: Are there different levels of the depths of nisbat with one sheikh? Yes, you know, different ulama have talked about this, and uh, I can think of two references. Mm-hmm. One is Sheikh Lalith Muhammad Zakaria, but in any case, he himself is quoting in the second reference, which is the earlier one, which is Sazi Sanal Nafani Pati Nakshibandi, who wrote an Arabic commentary on Quran called Sifiri Mazhari, which is also later than been translated into Urdu and mm-hmm. Maybe other languages, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that he talks about four different types of nisbat. Mm-hmm. Four different types of nisbat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the way we normally explain that is we give the example of fire. Mm-hmm. And when a person goes and sits by the fire, mm-hmm. then they are going to get different levels of, um, you know, different levels of benefit. Mm-hmm. In the way, I mean, the way he, this has been explained in the Arabic of, uh, by, uh, the God of Allah Ta'ala, is that the first type of nisbat is called nisbat in ikati. Mm-hmm. In ikat literally means, uh, reflection. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And what does it mean by reflection? So when a person sits by the fire, mm-hmm. some of the heat of the fire is reflected into that person's heart. Mm-hmm. Right? So they don't get any of the fire, but the heat of the fire is placed into that person's heart. In other words, when a person's sitting by the fire, they feel warm. The the product of that fire, the heat that is emanating from that fire, enters their heart. So this is called the inikasi. The second type of nisbat is called nisbati ilqa'i. Ilqa'i means literally to place or to implant. So this means the second person who they, when they sit in front of the fire, mm-hmm. they get a piece of the fire comes into their heart. Mm-hmm. A piece, so they get the warmth, 
mm-hmm. get the first thing as well, they feel the warmth and heat of the fire. Mm-hmm. And secondly, a piece of that fire mm-hmm. is placed into their then comes the third type of nisbat that is called nisbat islahi. Nisbat islahi means that that person sits in front of the fire, Gee. feels the warmth of heat, gets a piece of the fire. Gee. In fact, their, their own heart is ignited and becomes a fire Gee. such that it becomes a heat source for other people. Gee. And the fourth type of nisbat is called nisbat ittihadi, and that is that person who sits by the fire and their heart gets the warmth and heat and also gets the fire and gets so much ignited to the fire that it is a means and a source of heat for others mm-hmm. and it actually mirrors, becomes a duplicate carbon copy mm-hmm. of the first fire. Mm-hmm. So the example of the fire is actually the heart of the sheikh mm-hmm. and the example of the person sitting by the fire is the person who is a student of that sheikh. Mm. And so when they put their heart mm. in front of their sheikh's heart, Gee. sometimes literally, in terms of, literally means physical, physical presence. Gee. And second, as I mentioned, the way to form spiritual connection. Gee. So they make mita, which is Gee. what we call, they make an intention of having a rabbit like that their heart is connected, Gee. spiritually speaking, Gee. not physical, not emotional, Gee. spiritually speaking. To the heart of the sheikh. Now, when they do that, then number one, at least they will get the heat and the warmth. That's the low, that's the minimal first level of nisbah, right? That itself doesn't come for free. That requires staying away from sin, following the sunnah, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Having salam, Mm -hmm. having ikhlas, being sincere, doing things for the right reasons, etc. So when a person making zikr, Mm-hmm. Right? When a person does all of those things, mm-hmm. then they will get the first thing that they will get the hot heat mm-hmm. from the heart of the ship. What does it mean by heat? Mm-hmm. So that's, this is exactly that heat that this is that first level of nisbah that is mentioned in Kunuma Sandakin. Mm-hmm. As long as you sit with them, what they have will be reflected in onto you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you'll be able to store it. Your ability to store it or not, that's coming from the next three levels of nisbah. Mm-hmm. But the first level of that means that you may not have the ability to store it, mm-hmm. but you will definitely feel it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You will definitely feel it. Second, then it will call you that person who is able to feel it mm-hmm. and also store part of it with them. Mm-hmm. Stores a part of it with them mm-hmm. that is sufficient to keep them warm. It's not enough to warm others, mm-hmm. but to take away enough of the fire, mm-hmm. to get enough of the or that spiritual benefit, yeah. that it's enough to keep them warm, yeah. right? But it's not enough to warm others. Yeah. Third, what the ikhmahi is, yeah. is that that heart gets so much from the heart of their sheikh. Yeah. And remember, the heart of the sheikh is not the source, it's the transmitter. The yeah. source is Allah Right. So it must be very clear that it's no confusion that there's some type of shirk. No heart of any wali has any affairs in of itself. The says is coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mm-hmm. but it's being transmitted into our heart through the heart of our sheikh. Mm-hmm. So what is it that the person's getting? Mm-hmm. They're getting says from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. They're getting from the heart of the sheikh. Mm-hmm. And that is understood in this world Allah has made us bab. Mm-hmm. Just like Allah Ta'ala sends our physical risk, mm-hmm. our physical apportioned out sustenance. Mm-hmm. Allah Ta'ala is sending it, mm-hmm. but he sends it through some worldly means 
Mm. Just like that, our ruhani risk, our spiritual risk, mm. is being sent by Allah Taala, but is being sent by Samin. So, for example, the you mentioned Sheikh going to India, mm. and two hundred thousand people are sitting there. That in theory, mm. Allah Taala has the power to give them mm. when each of them were sitting in their home. Mm. But everybody knows that's not how it works. You have to take the means, mm. and when you use of the means and you grab the sabab. Mm-hmm. And that's why Allah Taala says that you should take a wasila to me. Allah Taala says follow what the bestabila man anaba ilayya. You should follow the path of that person who turns to me, mm-hmm. because that path, that sabil, mm-hmm. and that means that wasila are going to be the means by which Allah Taala sends you spiritual risk. Mm-hmm. Just like we make sure that we use a sabil and a wasila to get our mm-hmm. physical risk. Mm-hmm. This, but the isfahi then means that that person gets. So much of the spiritual blessings from Allah Subhanahu Wa through the heart of their shaykh, mm-hmm. that not only are they warmed in their presence, mm-hmm. not only do they take away the heat to keep themselves warmed afterwards, but they, number three, themselves become a heat source. Mm-hmm. And the fourth, just like the Ijihadi, mm-hmm. it means that it, 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 it's just determined the souls to mean that whatever their shaykh had, was transferred into their heart. Mm-hmm. And this is actually the famous hadith of Sayyidina Rasulullah mm-hmm. in which he said that whatever is in my breast, I have placed it into the breast of Sayyidina mm-hmm. Abu Bakr al-Siddiq This is the example of the They become like one, not just saying that of Lithuanian, but you know, like as if they are one. And you see this in the stories of Sahaba that when in the the Apostle Sam also, I mean, either way in the Sira, mm-hmm. that when people, deviations have come, sometimes they thought that Sayyidina Bakr was the Prophet Sam. Mm-hmm. Right? They mistook mm-hmm. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiqui that he was the Prophet Sam. Mm-hmm. And that's because, for, uh, you know, in terms of mistook, it doesn't mean, mm-hmm. obviously, the Apostle Sam was a Nabi. Mm-hmm. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiqui was a rare Nabi. Mm-hmm. But in terms of his sabr, mm-hmm. in terms of his shukr, mm-hmm. in terms of the sifat of the mu'mineen, in terms of his tazkiyah, in terms of the sit of his iman, that he had become the truest follower Ji. of Sayyidina Rasulullah this world also, we talked about the greatest students and the greatest teachers, Ji. well that ultimate greatest student Ji. is that student who is a complete living embodiment of their teacher, mm-hmm. is truest successor to their teacher, Indeed. is the true legacy to their teacher. Indeed. And so that is the notion oh. of nisbata ittahati. Contrary to what some people think, yeah. and sometimes people try to play uh, sort of a game of one-upmanship, mm. nisbata ittahati mm. many times is only bestowed to one, but sometimes it can be bestowed to more than one, mm-hmm. right? Indeed. So it's not as if we can talk about, some people like to speculate mm. that there may be a golden chain. By mm. golden chain they mean that okay, just like, so the golden chain, first step is clear, mm. and Abu Bakr Siddiq was greater than mm. all of the other Sahaba. Mm. And then, so who was the greatest of all of the Sahabain? Mm. My own personal feeling is, I don't think we can say that definitively. Mm. We can say only definitively who was the greatest prophet, Sayyidina Rasulullah mm. We can say definitively who was mm. the greatest Sahaba, that Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, mm. After that, I, my own personal feeling is that we cannot say definitively mm. who was the greatest of the Tabin mm. or the Tabai Tabin. 
mm-hmm. or onwards. Mm-hmm. And the notion of golden chain suggests that, okay, Sayyidina Abu Bakr must also, there must have been somebody also in his Nisbet with him, and then there must have also been somebody who had Nisbet with that person, and so maybe there's a golden chain of Nisbet Dehadi coming up today. Mm-hmm. It's possible, it's possible, mm-hmm. but I think that more likely is that sometimes, because I remember hearing, I remember actually somebody asked our Shaykh this mm-hmm. question, mm-hmm. uh, about Nisbet Dehadi and actually about Mujaddid and our Sheikh's own view and this has been the view of ulama that I've also read mm-hmm. that uh, it's not necessarily just one Mujaddid mm-hmm. and it's not just one Nisbet Dehadi sometimes there is mm-hmm. sometimes there is one mm-hmm. that is so special that he is alone mm-hmm. like in the case of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Shadid that was alone in that mm-hmm. in that sense of being the greatest of the Sahaba vision from the Rasul and Alum of the it can then maybe motivate them to practice more of the Jazakallah Shaykh. You know, I still was going to ask you what you, topic you have for discussion tonight. But Alhamdulillah, this aspect that you had discussed about Nisbet has been so vibrant and we enjoyed it so much. We just have another question we'll take on Shaykh here. Inshallah, Aziz, uh, I'm sure next week you'll come along with the program and uh, most of us are waiting because we're just two months away from the month of Ramadan. We've got a beautiful setup in our masjid where they actually write the number of days. Uh, still left for Ramadan, and every day you find them deducting one day. So, inshallah, Aziz, we're going to be looking forward to the programs with our Honorable Sheikh to give us the spirituality and that boost for the month of Ramadan. Sheikh, there's a simple question here, it seems, but anyway, they just want to know, what is the, 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 the questioner who wants to know, what is the difference between Tasawwuf and Sufism? Well, you know, I'm uh, not necessarily... The difference between the soul and Sufism is actually that they're two different words. Okay. And sometimes both words can be used for the same reality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes two words are used differently by different people to represent different realities. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the simplest sense, Sufism is just the predominant English translation of the Arabic word to soul. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. In the more complicated sense that sometimes the English word Sufism mm-hmm. is used by people to refer to some philosophical doctrines that are actually outside the Sharia. Mm-hmm. And then the Arabic term Tasawwuf mm-hmm. is preferred and used by people mm-hmm. to represent those philosophical doctrines that are inside Sharia. Yeah. And the reason I say that this happens sometimes is that sometimes you may meet some groups or some people from some groups Mm. who have sort of, I would call them sort of new age spirituality movement. Yeah. And they have sort of, you know, some beliefs that are Islamic and they have a whole bunch of other beliefs. Yeah. And they normally use the word Sufi yeah. to describe those other beliefs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I never found any one of them using the Arabic word to soul. Mm. So that may be a difference in these two words. So sometimes a person should be careful. Mm. They see somebody who uses the English word Sufism mm. and never says Arabic words like taqwa, sunnah, mm-hmm. sharia, mm-hmm. zikr, tazkiyah. Mm-hmm. So whenever you find the word Sufism in English mm-hmm. coming from any an author, writing, book, mm-hmm. and then you don't find any of the Quranic words there, mm-hmm. zikr, sabr, shukr, tawakkul, mahabbat, the shia, fear, when you don't find that, mm-hmm. then that's a sign that this is something that is additional and beyond the being of Islam. 
Mm-hmm. However, if you find somebody mm-hmm. who is saying all of those Arabic terms from mm-hmm. Quran, Sunnah, and Sharia, mm-hmm. and is calling a person to Quran, Sunnah, and Sharia, mm-hmm. but happens to be using the English word Sufism mm-hmm. because they're explaining to people in English mm-hmm. rather than use the Arabic word with Tawaf, then that is completely fine. Shaykh, you just put Dr. Nail on the head because uh, this humble servant had the opportunity of going down to Kashmir. And in my first uh, day I spent in Kashmir, it was after Maghrib Salat that my host had taken me, uh, you know, on a steep climb up a mountain where he mentioned that one of the great saints uh, of that area known as Sultanul Awliya. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was quite surprised by the amount of shirk that takes place here and then loosely understood the word that this person is a great Sufi and I happened to be speaking to some of the people at the graveside there and I explained to them that we say it's absolutely shocking that people feel and they come there with a sole intention in their mind that their worldly needs and the Ukhrawi needs, the needs of the year after will be fulfilled by merely being in the presence of that particular wali. So they focus their attention more on that particular Sufi than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. Uh, this aspect of shirk, inshallah, Sheikh can speak about in one of the other programs. But Sheikh, as always, it's so wonderful speaking to you. Um, I'm just going to say we have a few minutes left and uh, it would be so wonderful if Sheikh could terminate the program with uh, a dua, inshallah, I think tonight we're going to request you to make the dua because Masala you just came back such a wonderful trip. So I think if you could honor us and our listeners by making the dua, inshallah, I will say Ameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Walaqibatu Lil Muttaqeen, Wassalatu Wassalamu Ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabi Ajma'een. اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وادخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين يا الله we are your servants. We are absolutely weak. And Ya Allah, we have fallen prey to so many sins. Ya Allah, you are Ghaffar al You are Tawab. You are most forgiving and you are most merciful. Ya Allah, we supplicate unto you with all humility. We present our weaknesses in front of you. Ya Allah, we acknowledge all the favors that you have bestowed upon us. And we also proclaim that there is none worthy of worship besides thee. And we also know the fact that there is none to forgive our sins but only you. Ya Allah, we beseech and we beg from you, Ya Allah, to forgive all our sins. And Ya Allah, let the days to come be be better than the days that have passed. Ya Allah, change our lives for the better. How long do we have left? to love, Ya Allah. How long are we going to be wandering aimlessly without any direction? O oh Allah, by virtue of your grace and your mercy, Ya Allah, anchor us in your beautiful deen of Islam. Ya Allah, let us not divert from the true teachings, Ya Allah, of our beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Ya Allah, as our Sheikh mentions on this particular program, the importance of the Quran, the importance of the Sunnah, and the importance of the Sharia, let these things become the hallmark of all the Muslimin in the entire world, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the minutest aspect of shirk, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, by virtue of your grace and your mercy, keep us steadfast on Iman. Ya Allah, give us death on Iman, and wake us up in the year after with Iman. Ya Allah, 
Death is a reality. It tears us in the face. Ya Allah, yet we become heedless, Ya Allah, of this reality. Ya Allah, there is a day that's going to come when we are going to meet you. Ya Allah, make that the best day of our lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah. Before, Ya Allah, Kalima is read for us and Talqeen is made for us, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq, the opportunity of living the life of the Kalima, Ya Allah. Before our ghusl is given at the time of death, give us the opportunity of making ghusl tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, before our kafan is put onto us, Ya Allah, give us the opportunity of wearing the clothes, libasu taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, before our janazah salat is recited, read, read, for, read at that particular time, Ya Allah, by virtue of your grace and your mercy, Ya Allah, give us a huzuri, Ya Allah, and the true khushu and the khuzu, Ya Allah, realizing your presence, Ya Allah, being fully conscious of you, Ya Allah, in our salat. Give us a surur and the bliss of putting our foreheads on the ground and making sajda. Oh Allah, grant us barakat in our families, grant us barakat in our homes, grant us barakat in our olad, in our children, grant us barakat in our wealth, grant us barakat in our, in, 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 in our businesses, Ya Allah, grant us barakat in our professions, in our places of employment, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, grant us barakat in our a'mal, grant us barakat in our health, Ya Allah, grant us barakat in everything that we do, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you have mentioned in the Noble Quran, in the deen, in the Islam, Ya Allah, by virtue of your grace and your mercy, Ya Allah, our Shaykh has spoken us of Udukhulu fi silmi kafa that enter into this deen with absolute commitment and in totality. Ya Allah, let us be amongst those who enter into your deen completely, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, be pleased with us, Ya Allah. Grant us such amal that warrant your pleasure, Ya Allah, and lead us towards Jannah. Save us from all those amal that bring about your displeasure, Ya Allah, and take us towards Jahannam, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the true essence of this nisbat that our Honorable Shaykh has spoken about. Ya Allah, very soon the holy month of Ramadan will dawn upon us. Ya Allah, let this be the best month of Ramadan that we ever will spend, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let it be a focal point in our life. Let it be a turning point in our lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the opportunity, Ya Allah, of making good a'mal. Ya Allah, save us from ghaflat. Ya Allah, save us from ghibat. Ya Allah, save us from ghil. Ya Allah, save us from ghurur. Ya Allah, save us from ghussa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us all good and noble qualities, Ya Allah. Grant us a quality of patience. Grant us a quality of tawakkul and trust in you. Ya Allah, grant us the, 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 the quality of contentment. Grant us a quality of ikhlas. Grant us a quality of sidq and truthfulness and sincerity, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, grant us a quality of humility, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, Grant us a quality of abdiyat being your true servant, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, connect our hearts with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us amongst those regarding whom you say in the Noble Quran, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهِ Those who bring iman, they are intense in their love for you, Ya Allah. Make us amongst those regarding whom you say, وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَادِ Ya Allah, let us constantly remember you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, help the Muslims in the entire world, wherever they may be. Shower your choicest blessings on them. Ya Allah, save us from all fitna and from all calamities. Ya Allah, save the Muslims in the world from humiliation and disgrace. And Ya Allah, grant us izzat in this world. Ya Allah, izzat in the hereafter. Grant us the best of this dunya because this is where we live. Grant us the best in our cover. It's our period of transition. Grant us the best of the akhirah, Ya Allah, because it is our final abode. And Ya Allah, make the day we meet you the best day of our lives. Ya Allah, we ask according to our means. 
Ya Allah, you grant us according to your means. Ya Allah, make our mustaqbil and our future bright, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let the days to come be better than the days that have passed. Ya Allah, let the days to come be a compensation and a kafara for the days that have passed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us change for the better. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiyul alim. Wa tub alayna ya maulana innaka anta tawabur rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khiri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Ameen bi rahmatika ya ya arhamar rahimin